Hi everyone, I'm still sniffling and snuffling, but I am recovering from this whatever it is. So here we are, the love of God, part three. Philippians chapter two, verses five to eight says this, Christ Jesus, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto, or literally up to, death, even the death of the cross. I want us to think today of the love of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. There was a merciful law given by God regarding men servants in the Old Testament. They would only serve for six years, and then in the seventh year they were free to go. But if his master had given him a wife and she had borne him children, then they belonged to his master. But if the servant plainly said, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free, then there was a certain ceremony performed where the ear of the servant was pierced and he would serve his master forever, uh, literally until death, of course. Jesus says about the, sorry, God says about the Lord Jesus on several occasions in the Old Testament, Behold my servant. Clearly he's speaking about the Lord. We just read from the New Testament that though the Lord Jesus was equal with God, and of course he is uh, equal in the Godhead, he made himself of no reputation and took upon him a servant's form. What I want us to think about today is that it was out of love for his father primarily that he became God's servant in order to do and to finish the work that his father gave him. He said, I delight to do thy will, O my God. That work was dealing with the whole sin question in God's creation and with my sins on Calvary's cross. Do you remember that triumphant cry? Scripture says this, he cried with a loud voice, not a parting sigh as some people think it was. He cried with a loud voice, it is finished. Literally one word, tetelestai in Greek, finished, the work was done. Jesus was God's servant and he never became obedient unto death. He became obedient to his God up to death. Like the Hebrew servant we spoke about, he served his master, his father, right up to death, and that the death of the cross. And he could say, therefore does my father love me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power, authority to lay it down. I have power, authority to take it again. When the service he had come to do was finished, He bowed his head and dismissed his spirit. Isn't that absolutely beautiful that the love of God for his son is expressed in such a way? Here we see the delight of the son of God in doing his father's will and the delight of his father's heart in his son's accomplishment of that mighty and eternal work. But I want us also to consider what else the the Hebrew servant said. I love my wife and my children. Scripture tells us that the church, that is the whole company of believers on the Lord Jesus Christ from Pentecost until the rapture, comprises bride. And there is a day coming when the marriage will take place. 
It's called the day of his espousals, the day of the gladness of his heart. It will take place in heaven when all the redeemed, bought with the precious blood of Christ, the price he paid for them on Calvary, are caught up to be forever with him. And maybe, at least in my understanding, the marriage feast will last for the whole of the millennium. Ephesians chapter 5 says that Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might present it to himself glorious. What a day that will be. But lastly, but certainly not least, the servant also said, I love my children. The Son of God loved me and gave himself for me, says the Apostle Paul. Dear child of God today, the Son of God loved you and continues to love you. And he loves me too and continues to love me individually. Jesus speaking about his people and using the illustration of sheep says this, He calls his own sheep by name. You see, you're not one of a number. You've been called by name. And your name is written in heaven, dear child of God. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Scripture tells me he counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. And if he knows each star by name, how much more important are his children? When Jesus raised Lazarus from the tomb, you remember in John chapter 11, as he will raise all the dead bodies of Christians from their bodies' resting places when he comes again at the rapture, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came out of the tomb. You see, he called him by his name. He knows your name and mine. But have you heard him calling you to come to him for salvation? It's very solemn. But if you've never responded to him for salvation, neither will you hear his voice calling you to heaven and home when death or the rapture takes place. But for us Christians, what a joy. There's an old hymn that goes like this. Loved with everlasting love. Led by grace that love to know. And the last two lines of that first verse say this. In a love which cannot cease, I am his and he is mine. I would like to just ask you, is that true of you? God bless his word to you today.